This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hi. 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 Welcome Hi. to SIP. Survive. And repeat. I'm Jenny. I'm Danelle. And I'm Kenny. Uh, we got we guys. <laughs> hello. We talk. <laughs> hello. We talk about uh, survival stories, and we drink wine or other beverages, and then we do it every week. So that's the repeat part. Uh, I am outside, and so I apologize if you can hear the wind, but it's too nice in Ohio or the birds. to not be outside. Yes, Danelle has birds. I have wind. Although I, I hear some birds. That sounded in your like background. I had gas. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. I have my I have Beats by Dre on. I can't hear shit. I, I can I hear, can hear the wind. Oh, okay, great. I don't. It, these things are flipping magic. Like I don't understand how they work or why, but they're great. Um, let's discuss how I'm wearing Birkenstocks right now. Oh. Now are these new mm-hmm. or are they okay? Yes. Yes. So I've a never owned a pair of Birkenstocks in all my life. Um, Me either. I've always wanted a pair though. Oh, I have not. I was always like, ew. Sorry to anyone who loves Birkenstocks in the way they look, but I always thought they were like so granola. But I mean they my are. friends. <laughs> yeah. My fr- ow, something just bit my leg and it wasn't a dog or a- I think it was a bug. Anyway, um, great outdoors you guys uh my I have a couple friends who have feet pain foot pain foot pain uh and so they told me I should get Birkenstocks because they like have a really nice arch situation so anyway so I got whoa oh sorry there's wind (laughs) uh so I got these Birkenstocks and I started wearing them I got them yesterday I've been wearing them since then to bed, in the shower, all of the places. Nuh-uh. I'm just kidding. I was not I wearing know. them. <laughs> well, but here's I the thing. I did them. believe the shower part because I know once you, like, you're supposed to break them in and they, like, form to your foot. So I yeah. thought maybe you're and supposed I, to wear them in the shower to, like, break them in. So that part I kind of believed, but I know you were not wearing them to bed. <laughs> no, gross. Can you imagine? Um, no. <laughs> I, my only issue is I, so I'm a size nine and they come in like eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. So I got the nine, nine and a half. And I feel like they're just like a smidge too big. But if I got the eight, eight and a half, I feel like they'd be a smidge too small. And there's right nothing between. I can't, there's nothing I can't stand more than toes hanging over sandals. Like, oh God. No. Like, so. like mine are right now in my reefs. They're just <laughs> hanging out because I ordered the wrong yeah. size on Amazon and I refuse to just buy another the pair for some reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've oh, okay. them for a year. I just keep wearing them. Huh. Oh, okay. You just but, like that they're too small? I mean, I just... I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I just feel like... Yeah, if because they have, like, the whole lip around the edge. Like, I'm scared oh, if I, got, if that's I went down. Different. Yeah. Like, you can't... That wouldn't be comfortable. So, anyway, we're just going to see how these go. Um... A lot of people say that they have a breaking in period. So far, nothing has happened for me other than my feet feel better, which is like, but I have real, 
I have like real high arches and I feel like that's the problem is a lot of people who don't have high arches, your foot has to get used to that. My feet are like, this is fucking amazing. Love it. What color are they? Just curious. They are some sort of like coppery brown. Okay. So they're like, like they're, they're like, like the classic like a brown. Deep, like a deep golden brown. Like they have a little bit of a sheen to them. Like, like copper. Like a copper roof. But more can, brown. I can get into that. Okay. Because I felt like that was more neutral. Yeah. And I could wear it with whatevs. I and mean, I do feel. Style. I feel a little bit like Jesus, though. Do you know what I mean? Just don't wear just don't wear socks with them. I can't. Mine have a. Mine are the ones that go across your big toe. Good, because that looks. So they're terrible. not just like. They're not just like the two strappers where you could slap a sock on and put them on. No, these have a toe hole. Uh, so my big toe goes through that and it's like, I thought that was a little bit more fashionable again, because I was never the person that was like, I want Birkenstock. So here we are with my somewhat fashionable Birkenstock moment. (laughs) Keep us, keep us posted on those, please. Okay. We'll do. We'll do. What's going on with you guys? Nothing. I just got back from a lunch get together, which was great. Um, It was nice to get out of the house. So, yeah, just enjoying this beautiful sunshine. I feel like I have to go inside. It's so, the wind is just like nonstop. It feels so good. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, it was getting pretty loud. It's pretty loud. Kenny, let me know if mine gets too loud, too. Will do. Okay. I'm on the move. It's going to take me a couple trips because I already have my wine and everything out here. So keep keep talking. What else are you guys up to? Not much, to be honest. Been golfing a lot. <laughs> That's about the only new thing. Okay. Yeah. Getting ready for a bunch of family to come into town tomorrow. Oh. Mm-hmm. With us. Yeah. We're going to have a whole house full. Well, my sister and my nephew and my brother-in-law. And then on Saturday for the 4th, we're going to have a big party. And it's all family and we've all been around each other. So it's not like, you know, we're not going to infect each other or anything. So, but yeah, that's really it. I mean, we've been laying low and loving it. So Laying low and loving it. Yeah. I, I feel like I go on vacation in like not that long. So I'm excited about that. Are you just already mentally there? Like you're ready? Yeah. You're done. Like I have, I have so much work to do this week. So right. it's like. It's making it real difficult because I just want to like ease into the vacation mode and I can't because every day I'm just like, ah, yeah, it's, it's work's been crazy, but I feel like you both deserve a vacation. I'm going to take a couple days off too, but I'm going to do like a little staycation here. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Mine's only to Hacking Hills. It's not terribly far. No, but that'll be a nice little getaway. Oh yeah. I need a couple days off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she said the weekend after I'm moving, so there'll be a lot of stuff after that. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Super um, exciting. Is it bad? Okay. Oh, I can't. God damn it! Hold on one sec. I'm just now. I have to move from where I am <laughs> to the next place. Ah! You guys, I'm dropping stuff. You can cut this out, or you can leave it. I mean, whatever floats your boat, really. I'm walking. Are you guys excited to like do this in person again? Yes, I am too. Sometime soon. I mean, 
I just yeah. feel like I can't see your faces, and so it makes it less. It's really challenging for not, me. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not as much fun when you're not. It's more logistically it makes more sense this way because you can just jump on your computer and phone. But like, it's not as enter. It's not as fun for me when it's right at distance like this. You know what okay. is fun? Finding my story the day we do this. <laughs> That's fun. I actually found both of mine yesterday, which is why I was texting you. I like that yeah. you're like, who's that? Huh? I'm like, I'm just telling you her name so you don't do the same I know, one. but you didn't, Jenny doesn't put it in context or anything. She just texts the person's name. And it's like, who, what are you talking about? Who is that? What, I mean. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just want to keep, I want to keep you guessing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. All right. I like how I came inside and my air conditioning is so nice and cold that I'm, I had to put my robe on. It's yeah. I'm over the, I need a break from the AC. Yeah. Well, I feel like next week I'm going to be sweating my butt off in the outer banks. So it's going to be amazing. Okay. Are we ready? Do we want to do this? Yeah. I just got situated in my bedroom. Okay. Um, so, do you want me to go first, Kenny or Jenny? Uh, let's do you. Okay. So, my survival story this week is on Midsy Sanchez. And Midsy is this sweet baby angel, eight years old. This is back in August of 2000. And mm-hmm. she was walking home alone from school, as a lot of eight-year-olds do, I guess. Um, they and- do? I, I mean, like I walked. Eight. I we walked home. Well, I guess we were in a group, but we always walked home from school. Like, oh my God, I never lived close enough to a school to be walking. Oh yeah, we lived like three miles from a school. And we would walk there and back every day. But I was with my sister. No, and we were kids. So three it was like miles. Different. Yeah, no, it was far. Or maybe what? Maybe it was like two miles. It was far though, and the winter was cold. Listen, anything longer than a mile is too much. I know. Too agree much. Okay. But that's great with the days where, you know, your mom went to work and you just had to figure it out. It was the eighties. Okay. So <laughs> latchkey kids. <laughs> right. Exactly. So she was walking home from school and this day was just a normal day like any other. And she noticed that a man was watching her through his rear view mirror. And it was a local taxi driver named Curtis Dean Anderson and she, um, looking back, she said she noticed him watching her in, in his rearview mirror and her gut instinct told her to cross the street. So red flag, she listens to it at eight years old, crosses the street. And um, that particular night, I think this was a Friday, maybe or Thursday or whatever. She was supposed to have her birthday party at her house and she lived two blocks from where she was currently at so she was just thinking about her upcoming birthday party and after school she was going to go with her mom to go pick up like the cake and the supplies and everything so she was just like had her mind on like eight-year-old things and yeah um, obviously I'd be like which Barbie am I getting like what is up are they the is it the straight arm Barbie or the curvy arm Barbie because you know there's Mm -hmm. a difference between them Mm -hmm. um Okay, so she's got all that on her mind, and she's cross. She crosses the street because he's giving giving her the heebie-jeebies, and then she notices that he gets out of his car. No, nope. he yells and he says, "Hey, um, I need I need help getting something out of my trunk. Can you come help me, please?" Um, no, she's just no. like grown ass men. No, grown ass men do right. not need help getting anything out of their fucking trunk. 
And we always talk about this as women. We are taught, or girls, we are taught to be polite. Be polite. And don't Mm. be. So be a bitch. Start it at eight. Start it at six. I don't care. Like, for example, I was walking to my car yesterday, and these two guys stopped their truck. And they were, like, looking at me. I could feel them looking at me. Not, Not in, like, I'm not saying, like, they were, like, checking me out or anything. But in, like, a weird way, they were looking at me. And I was, like, nope fuck you. And I just kept walking. I didn't even pay them any mind or any attention. I just kept walking to my car, but I did keep a side eye on them. Like I was just like, I'm watching you. And I got Mace in my mm. purse. Maybe mm. they just mm. dropped something in their car and they had to stop. Who knows? But <laughs> yeah, I, yes. I just kept but walking. Crab's not. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I was going to say so... those two people were me and your client. We were watching you because we love you. (laughs) (laughs) No, these two people were just gave me a weird vibe and they stopped like they wanted to like ask something and I just ignored Mm. them and kept walking and pretended like I didn't even see them because that's how I roll because I'm a bitch Mm -hmm. now because that's the way you should be. Anyway, so he (laughs) she goes to his car and he asks her if she can help him grab a roll of duct tape because he has to fix a window in his car. And nope. he was That's like, can you just grab that in the back? It's in the floorboard of my car. Like, I can't reach it. Can you grab it? So she reaches in to grab the duct tape. And he leaned over her from behind and put his hand over her mouth and threw her in the back of the trunk. No! She said she tried to scream as loud as she could, but nobody could hear her because his, obviously his hand was over her mouth. Um mm-hmm. She can still recall. Okay, he did not throw in the back of the trunk. I lied. She's in the back of the car, the back seat of the car. So right, the floorboard she, is the back of the car. Thank you. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. So she said she can. Whenever the article in the video I watched, she said she can recall the moment of when he was driving away with her in the car, and they actually drove past her house. No. Um, and she thought to herself, like, my mom's getting ready for my party in there. And she remembers thinking that she just wanted to go home so bad. And she knew that, um, you know, life was was about to change for her. So um, Anderson, this piece of shit, that's his last name. He had other plans for her. So first he took her to a shopping center parking lot, forced her to change into a set of clothes that he had already pre-purchased. Gross. So he had been watching. Um, and then he pulled out some alcohol and started pouring into a shot glass and said, drink it. And he made her drink. Uh, no, I know. So he got her liquor. She's way below the legal age. Way way below below the legal age. What just, ugh. and then, so that night he sexually abused her. And, Mm -hmm. um, afterwards he pulled out a long silver chain and a padlock and he tied it really tight around her ankle and locked it. And she said at that moment, she said to herself, I'm never going to see my family again. So this is all happening in his car, mind you. Like he's, he's just driving around with her in his car. So, um, all night he drives her around Northern California's Bay area for nearly actually two days. And I know the car windows were covered with blankets and towels so no one could see inside. So heads up. If you motherfuckers out there see car <laughs> driving around in the summer, because this is August, uh-huh. with blankets uh-huh. and towels covering the window, actually any time of year, something's up in mm-hmm. the car, right? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah, that doesn't seem normal. 
he, she said that he would oftentimes leave her in the car and he would tell her he's going to go watch her mom cry on TV. Oh, what a dick. Isn't that terrible? So this is like day three. And she's, he leaves her in the car. He's getting a little comfortable driving around with her. And she notices a nail file in the car. So she's like, mm. I'm about to break out. So she's like trying to pick the lock with her nail file. And the tip breaks off. So she had to come up with a plan B. And the next morning, he went outside of the car to go do something. And she noticed, she notices a ring of keys. They were kind of hidden. And so she grabs the ring of keys. I'm picturing like an old janitor's like keychain set right, with like right. hundreds of keys on it. And she just as fast as she could just tries to like jam all of these keys into her ankle lock that she's locked up in. And she finally found the key to unlock her chains. So yes. at that moment, she gets it unlocked. She darts from the car, flags a truck driver down, hopped up at the steps of his cab and literally dove into through the window into his front seat like she oh, essentially geez. like ran up the steps of the um semi truck and jumped through the window and i mean yes um, that makes sense i just can imagine like seeing this in action so um she said when she did this anderson realized that she was running and he began to yell at her come get back here come back here and she said she looked back at him and just shook her head no and I'm like, I would have been mm. doing a lot more other gestures, but again, she's eight. So, um, right. after a few hours, Anderson was caught and, um, the, not the funny thing, but the sad thing is, is he was just recently released, um, back in November. So this happened in August and earlier in November, the year prior, he was just released out of prison for kidnapping charges, Ugh. um, before abducting her. And then in December, a girl had gone missing eight years old as well that they never recovered. Well, actually, they did recover bones and stuff. But so after he's arrested, they start making these connections of other girls that have gone missing. And in December, after his release in November, another girl was boarding a school bus. And they think a similar thing had happened where he abducted, her, you know, takes her and captive, but he ended up killing her. Um, yeah. So thanks to Midsy. He would spend, he was sentenced to 300 years in prison and mm -hmm. he actually died in 2007 from kidney failure. And Aww. yeah. So it turns out that this asshole uh, is connected. I think it said, I read, I read a couple conflicting uh, stories, but I think it's eight missing persons, like missing children, but they haven't, oh, like he never confessed to anything. So they can't really, um, confirm that but she really saved a lot of little girls lives because he would have just kept going um, yeah by the time uh she was 12 years old she just had a really tough time with life afterwards obviously she would get drunk and she said she was doing god knows what just trying to forget the nightmare that she had endured over those times <laughs> over those days that she was taken um yeah she said that um in 2009, she almost died after she was severely injured in a, um, a car crash where the driver was driving drunk and she was the passenger. And uh. she said that um, after this car crash, it almost killed her and she was taken to the hospital and found out she was pregnant. And that's the moment that changed her life and was kind of her wake up call 
So she is now doing well. She's raising her six-year-old daughter in California, and she said she found her new purpose. She actually does uh, family counseling for missing children. So she counsels family families that have missing children. And um, mm. she said that um, when she thinks about the other girls that didn't make it, she said that she's just overwhelmed with guilt and just knows that every day she's doing the best she can to you know, offset that or, or give back in some way to help for those other victims. So that is a survival story of Midsy Sanchez. And there's a lot oh more gosh. to his story that I didn't get into um, right. on Murderpedia. And there's just, it just goes on and on and on everything that he's connected to. And I just didn't get a chance to, to really dig deep into it, but um, he was a piece of shit. So, Obviously. and he's dead. So yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, sir. <laughs> wow. Amazing. So okay. I like it. I like that she just was like, I'm going to fucking try all these keys. Yeah, and he got works. so comfortable so quickly. Like, who just leaves a ring of keys around? Like, right. What a dummy. And it sounds like he made her, like, again, there's a lot of different reports, but it sounds like he made her, like, sleep on the floorboards or, or stuff like that. So, like, she was kind of hidden away. So maybe they were, like, tucked behind something. I don't know. But um, Right. And that could have been was, some of the thrill for him, too, is that yeah. he knows they're there, but she doesn't. But that's thrilling. And to thrilling. say to an eight-year-old, I'm going to go watch, stay here. I'm going to go watch the TV. I'm going to go watch your mom on TV. Oh, and the mom also said that she remembers seeing him. The morning her daughter went missing, she saw mm. his car lurking. She and she looked at him in the face, like she remembers his face. And then he also showed up on her doorstep at one point to help with a search and rescue effort. So Gross. you know they always linger. They always come back around in the mm -hmm. picture somehow. So it's true. Yeah. It's true. They can't stay away. Those fuckers. I know. Um. So. All right. Well. I have one that is, I mean, it's gruesome in a, there's no, there's no like bad person in this. It's just unfortunate circumstances. <laughs> okay. Oh. Of course we do. Um, I don't know if you remember, I have no idea what episode it was, but I did a story about a little boy who fell out of a tree house and uh, he punctured his, his face. With a skewer? Yes. Yes. Remember that one? I do remember that one. Oh, it was gross. Um, so that was from Reader's Digest, and it was part of their series, How Is He Still Alive? Um, and he was 10 years old, and it was, again, he fell out of a tree, and it, there was a skewer him and his friends were playing with, and it, like, punctured his face. So it wasn't good. Um, so after reading this, a woman named Donna Barber... Um, said that she needed to tell her own story because it was frightening and maybe even miraculous. So oh. this is oh. Donna's, Donna's story in her own words. And we're talking about Donna Barber, not Donna Jenny's horse. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> All right. So it's a warm April evening. Uh, and I don't know if it was this year. I don't think it was. But this was published in June of two, of 2020. So it just got published. I don't know when this happened, though. Um, but Donna had just gotten home from work. And a lot of times after a long day, she did 
what she always did, which was go straight into the backyard and do work in her flower garden. And I was like, no, Donna, that's not what you do after a long day of work. Donna, (laughs) you crack a beer or a glass of wine and you sit in your backyard. Right. You sit and you think about life while you drink alcohol. But maybe she doesn't drink alcohol. I don't know. She wanted to go work in her flower garden. I was like, you're an overachiever. Maybe that's why this happened. But no, that's, oh my God, so rude, Jenny. Jenny. (laughs) I know. Oh my God. Victim blaming. All right. So she goes to her flower garden. She decides she's going to light the grill so she can make dinner for her and her husband. Uh, And she had walked just a few steps onto the patio, getting ready for the floral bonanza that was about to happen. Mm-hmm. And she suddenly felt a large blow to the right side of her neck. She oh. said it felt like it felt like somebody hit her with a baseball bat. And I'm like, A, I have no idea what that would feel like. Probably terrible. But B, there's no one in your backyard. So she's real confused. So she's like, I knew no one was in the backyard. So it was very confusing. I don't know what could have hit me that hard. So she said, I was totally confused. And I reached up and realized... I had been shot with an arrow. Oh. That'll ruin your day. That is not the relaxing flower garden sitch. That's going (laughs) to leave a mark. It's going to leave a mark. (laughs) Oh, God. So she says that she grabbed the arrow with a death grip. I'm like, maybe you don't get like that aggressive with the arrow. You don't know what's happening there. Um, And she ran inside screaming her husband's name, Ed. And he was in the back of the house talking to their daughter, Keela, on the phone. At first, when I started reading this, I was like, wait, the daughter's there? No, they're on the phone. Okay. He drops the phone and he grabs uh, Donna and he puts her uh, on the couch and says, lie down. I have to call 911. See, I would be a mess. I would be like, it sounds like he was maybe a little calm and knew what to do. I'd be like, oh, my God, look at their face. I would make it so much worse, I'm sure. Right. And I feel like I'd have so many questions. Like, how did this happen? Where did this happen? Like, before, and like, it's that none of that's important. So Ed did the right thing, call 911. But, and I think maybe you don't want to panic the person who has an arrow sticking out of their neck. Yeah, exactly. Probs, probably. I don't know. Oh, so anyway, uh, she said she started praying and she wasn't sure that she could survive because she didn't know what the arrow had hit because it went through her neck. Um, she said the next hour or so was crazy, and uh, they found out that the arrow had come from a young man who was practicing um, using his compound bow. And a compound bow is like, you guys have seen it on The Walking Dead. It's like one of, not like, it's not just like a bow and arrow that you practice archery with. It's like, it has some like oomph to it. Okay. Um, so... I think it's going to tell me in a minute how fast they go. Oh, 200 miles per hour or 300 feet per second is how fast a compound bow arrow can uh, can travel. Damn. Yeah. So it's not just like, you know, you're pulling back the string of a, of a bow with an arrow attached. No, it's serious. It's for, it's for hunting big game. Um, So anyway, the good news was, is this young man was using a practice arrow. And so the end of it is smooth and rounded. Um, a normal hunting uh, arrow would have a broad head um, because it's meant to kill whatever it hits. So I don't know. I didn't. I should have looked up pictures. I did not. But it's smooth and round versus broad head, which I assume means like ouchy, broad. Yeah. 
Okay. Boom. It's all, okay. It, they both sound painful. But nothing. I don't want to get shot with an arrow. I'm gonna be honest right. with you. So, <laughs> so he lived across the alley, um, and he was shooting to the north. The arrow ricocheted off of something and turned back south, and it went over two or three fences, through the shrubs and an oak tree, between two large hanging baskets, and then into Donna's neck. Well, that just is meant to be. Sorry, Donna. Yeah, that, and that's like a fucking cartoon, you know. I like I can say, see yeah. it, like being like, <laughs> it's like bing, a Bugs Bunny episode. Bing. Yeah, like just insanity. It like ricochets um, off of three things and then, and then hits her in the neck. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, the EMTs, she said, were simply wonderful that evening. I'm like, they better, but you have a fucking arrow in your neck, right? So anyway. <laughs> They sat down, they were really calm, and they were totally focused. Uh, They called for help from the paramedics to get a a medical helicopter from Amarillo, Texas, um, which is 65 miles away, but they needed to take her to somewhere that had a trauma center to remove the arrow. So uh, they, I think they were living in a smaller town in Texas. Um, So the helicopter got there and they started to go uh, to the hospital. um, And she said she felt at complete peace. And she said she saw a ton of people standing outside her house. And she's like, I know lots of people are praying for me. And I feel certain everything's going to be fine. So she had this, like, calm wash over her as she was getting airlifted. So um, there were lots of people who ended up driving out to the hospital to wait and see what was happening. Um, And a lot of the doctors and nurses were trying to tell them everything is looking really good, like she's going to be fine. And people were not really buying it because she, again, got shot in the neck with an arrow. Um, But they were really, really optimistic. So they went back for a CT scan to determine where the arrow actually was inside of her. And they kept telling her, you are so lucky. So the arrow had gone between the carotid artery and the jugular vein. So, like, the two big veins that you have in your neck, it was a quarter of an inch or less away from those. In oh fact, it was actually it was actually pushing one of the arteries to the side without nicking it. So, it, like, She's so went past lucky. one of the arteries, and it just, like, scooted out of the way. <laughs> I have a stupid question. If one of those arteries are nicked, like, let's say it did hit that, do you die instantly or do you is that like a slow bleed out situation no i think if it just nicks it i think you slow bleed out if it punctures it i think that's when it, you bleed you're like done you die pretty pretty quickly yeah oh um God. if there's doctors who want to chime in on that though you let me know um <laughs> <laughs> in fact there was no bleeding at all i was like well i don't believe that completely Wait, donna that's what it's a sudden <laughs> But I feel like the skin that it punctured would have been bleeding at least a little bit because there's veins, yeah. but like, but there wa- it wasn't like profusely bleeding. It was just like an arrow was sticking out of her neck and nothing else was coming out of it. Insanity. Yeah. So she's like, um, she, everyone kept saying how lucky she was. And obviously Donna is pretty religious because she would tell them, no, I'm blessed. And I'm like, Donna, lucky, Donna. blessed semantics. Relax. You, you're amazing. Congratulations. I don't, I don't know why I'm so mad at Donna. I think she's great. Um, (laughs) So they went to take her back to surgery to remove the arrow. um, And she had actually two waiting rooms full of people waiting for her. So obviously this was before the coronavirus. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is um, And there was, uh, there's actually, um, someone had told her son, Kyle, that there was a post on Texas Bow Hunter asking for prayers. Uh, it turns out that um, the bow hunter who had accidentally shot the arrow and hit her um, had posted to a friend or had told a friend to post a prayer request on the website because he felt so terrible. So this poor, this poor kid's just trying to learn how to use his He's compound bow. He's just trying to shoot his arrows in his backyard. And, and he just bugs you know, bunnied into a situation. <laughs> the arrow just <laughs> bugs bunny right over there. <laughs> um, all right. So they, it was a two hour surgery. They all gathered after the surgery so the doctors could like tell them what happened. But then the doctor came in again and um, he had to tell her something that would rock her world. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm the ready. CT, the CT scan that she had to look at where the arrow had gone through revealed that she had a brain tumor. <gasps> oh my gosh. And they caught uh-huh. it because of this. Uh-huh. So the surgeon said they were pretty sure that the tumor was benign but it was located in a very difficult place. Um, She went for a second opinion with a neurosurgeon, and they basically said that the tumor was about to cross the midline of her brain, which I don't know exactly what that means, but I'm going to guess midline means middle. Mid-ish. What do I mean? Midline. And it's probably bad news, because maybe it's going to get, like, spread for them to do anything. Well, if it spreads past the midline, she would have had a massive stroke. (gasps) Oh, my God. So that... Oh my God! That are the police coming to get you? Oh Wait, gosh, are the police coming to get you right now? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's an arrow incident. Not <laughs> They're on their way. Okay. Sorry, Kenny, cut that out. <laughs> Don't. All right. So, if so. the tumor had gone past the midline, she would have suffered a massive stroke. So, because she got shot in the neck with an arrow that hit nothing and only caused her to have a two-hour surgery. They were able to find the tumor and she went into brain surgery, which was very successful. And the tumor was removed. So, um, yay. Thank God. But Hey, don't worry. It's not over yet. All right. So she has to go in regularly and get MRIs to make sure that the tumor is not growing. Um, because it can grow back. Even if you take a tumor out, you know, your body is prone then to grow tumors. Uh, But in 2015, after she had her follow-up MRI again, the doctor's office called and told them, uh, told her that they needed to see her in the office. Oh, no, that's never good. So the doctor explained at that point that they were really happy to announce there was still no tumor. It hadn't grown back. But what they had found was a brain aneurysm. And aneurysms usually aren't discovered until they rupture, oftentimes killing the person. Um, but hers, they had caught before it ruptured because they had done this MRI, because they were following up on her brain tumor, which they had found because of which the was arrow. caused by the arrow. Yep. Ah! So uh, she had to go into brain surgery again because they had to snip out the aneurysm so it wouldn't rupture and cause a stroke or, or, or kill her by bleeding out. So um, they said that the... The aneurysm was very fragile and difficult to remove. It was covered with blisters and it was on the verge of rupturing. But ah. the, the doctor successfully clipped it. So, in the end, Donna 
who was shot in the neck with an arrow, which sounds like a terrible, terrible twist of fate, uh, actually was blessed with the knowledge that she, A, had a brain tumor, then B, because of her follow-ups from that, found out she had an aneurysm that was about to rupture, and so her life was saved twice because of being shot in the neck with an arrow that hit nothing, and she lived all three times. Wow, that's amazing. And that maybe that's why she was like, you know what, everything happens for a reason. I'm blessed. Like, I would be thankful yeah. for that arrow, that's for sure. Yep. So, insane story of Donna, who I just, I was reading this and I was like, no, stop it. No. And it's like, the yeah, arrow like, itself it was wasn't even like pointed arrow. at her. No, right. the arrow wasn't even pointed at her. It was pointed in a different direction and it ricocheted off stuff to hit her. I'm like, like maybe God does work in mysterious like ways. I know. <laughs> like when you hear stories like this, you have to think of that divine intervention somehow. Yeah. Exists. And or, even if you don't you know believe I mean? in God, but just like maybe like something's looking over us, something, someone, somewhere. <laughs> that's agree. insanity. That's insane. that's insane. What a great story. What a little good little ditty you did. Hey, hey. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So Kenny, you got some weird news. Got some weird news. So, uh, South Korea's 16-year fight for a blank breakfast cereal ends in victory, finally. For a blank breakfast cereal. Yes. Now, are you looking for a brand? I'm going to say sugar. I'll tell you the brand. Checks. Oh. 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 It's a fight for a certain Corn checks. Corn checks. Corn checks. Corn checks. Honey. Honey checks. Green onion flavored. Stop. No. Just why? The backstory on this <laughs> is absolutely incredible. So in 2004, they launched a marketing campaign for checks asking South Korea to vote on a new flavor. Mm. Ooh, the like the chips commercial, Yeah. The TV commercial offered two cartoon, can- two cartoon candidates in a presidential election for the Czechs empire. Chocolate flavored and green onion flavored. They thought chocolate would win in a landslide, but Green Onion got a lot of votes, as you know, people like to do that on the internet. Like, you can't expect yeah. to actually go go for chocolate. But they said it was, you know, a bad election, and so they just made checks, but people have been fighting for it for 16 years, so they finally decided to make this Green Onion checks, and it sold out in two days. Amazing. I feel That's like, hilarious. Here's the thing. I feel like green onion checks, though, you could use in some recipes. Like, you could make some delicious, like, tr- like savory trail mix. Or you could, like, coat some chicken with that shit. Or what like, about, like, I like green, green bean onion. casserole well, with, like... They said a lot of the... people pictured it as, like, a bar snack. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. With like some a... peanuts mixed in or something. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. I mean, I'm not against it. I get why they thought chocolate would win. Because, like, in my yeah. head, I'm like, mm, chocolate. And there is chocolate checks out, and it's delicious. Yeah. Oh, it fair. Is, yeah. Honey is my favorite. But Me too, Kenny. Did you guys, Honey. Did, did you guys hear about the um, how the kids on TikTok are the ones who trolled Donald Trump's rally recently? I did. Them and hilarious. the K-pop groups. What's a K-pop? Korean pop. All the... Oh! They, they have the most rabid fans out of any online fandom I've ever seen. 
I saw this band. It's like a boy band, right? Essentially. There's a specific one that's like very popular, but K-pop's just a whole genre, like uh, Gangnam oh. Style. That's considered K-pop. Oh. Ah, God, I feel old. well. But like TikTok I, and K-pop yeah. kids bought up like every ticket to the rally, apparently. Well, yeah, so they, they were like, it's like sold over out. a million people wanted to come. Yeah. Which they is had, why like, they set overflow. up like the stage and everything. They had That's an overflow so stage funny. outside of the stadium to be like, hey, don't worry, you didn't get in, but we're like, Donald Trump will come out and talk to you out here. Except for that, like, they got there and it was like a third of the way full. Like, it was so sad. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> you kids today. Kids your these technology. days. Causing a ruckus. <laughs> your worldwide webbery. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, this has been Sip, Survive, Repeat. You guys can tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes and Thursdays for weird new shorts. Um, we will see you next week. But maybe not this Thursday. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Well, we'll, we'll see. see. Guess yeah. what? We'll see. Wait and find out. If it's there, wait there. and find right. out, you guys. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.